everywhere for you. Hyrule is under attack. What are you doing? Well, excuse me, princess. I've been listening to Virtual Theater's episodes all about The Legend of Zelda cartoon. They're both hilarious and insightful. Okay, Link, I guess you're off the hook. I've heard that Virtual Theater is a podcast that only covers video game leads. Why haven't I seen this episode released yet? Because this is a Patreon-exclusive set of 13 episodes. This is only being released to patrons, along with other great bonus content. Well, don't just dilly-dally, Link. I know of all the great episodes available for free over at soundcloud.com forward slash virtual theater. But tell me where I can sign up to get these bonus episodes. Over at patreon.com forward slash virtual theater, of course. You know, princess, I think all this info deserves a kiss. Not a chance, Link. I gotta go get those Legend of Zelda cartoon exclusive episodes. I'll see you later. Well, excuse me. And welcome to the Zelda cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by my friend Allison Aletha. How you doing, Al? How's your weekend? Doing pretty good. It's a very chill weekend. Been playing some some Breath of the Wild and some Blossom Tales too. Um, yeah, I saw your Breath of the Wild. Uh, oh uh, yeah. An- analysis. <laughs> yeah. What? I actually, I I can be down with that. I think that's pretty cool. And what I really liked was what Catherine suggested, that maybe it was Zelda's uh, own doing. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't know what we're talking about, which you probably don't, then head over <laughs> to our our, uh, our Discord, or the Zelda Dungeon Discord, get in the ZeldaCast channel, and uh, go and react to the knowledge that Al was, uh, was laying down. Yeah, five years later. It's just, it's stuff that you... You know, when you're playing the game again, really casually, just kind of exploring and stuff, and you you learn a little bit, little tiny bits of new information, right? And then it kind of adds to theories that you already have. So in this case, I think that those giant spires that hold all the guardians are actually part of a bigger piece of Sheikah technology underneath the castle. So right. I, I'm thinking we'll get into that in Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, you know. I saw my friend Corey. It's Corey's birthday today, by the way. As we're <laughs> Happy recording birthday, this. Corey. No. Go to hell, Corey. So, <laughs> so Corey was like, everyone's going to understand this except Andy. And what I think he fails to realize is that it's not that I don't understand Malice. I just hate it. I hate the way that they explained it or didn't. And I don't like the way that they left it up to fans to fill in that many blanks. I think it's okay for fans to fill in some blanks, but maybe not that. But that's just me, okay? That's... Whatever, that's my hill. I've, I'm dead on that hill. I've been dead on that hill for five years. So. <laughs> Whatever. Go to hell, Corey. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, Allison. Yeah. Yesterday, it marked the longest time between new Zelda games ever. I saw that. That's, I, a, that's a little nuts. And I want to say something here. I saw a bunch of my Metroid friends being like, ugh. Zelda fans have it so easy. Try being a Metroid fan. You know what? That's true. That is true. But we don't want Zelda to turn into Metroid. So, like, it's not a good, you know, 
Yeah. One, one series not getting games does not... It's not a competition, okay? We all want games in all of our favorite series. And, uh, you know, if you're crying about Golden Sun or Earthbound, I feel you. But let us have our... Let us have our misery with Zelda right now. I mean, to be fair, we're used to a certain standard, you know, right. of Zelda, what, like timeliness and stuff like that. And it's it's good to be understanding. Yes, there was a pandemic. There is a lot of stuff that's going on. You know, working conditions, etc. We get it. But then they, Nintendo keeps doing this thing where they preemptively are like, okay, let's start showing stuff because we think that we're gonna have this game come out by 2022 so i was watching the trailers again yesterday to kind of like go along with my theory that there's something bigger under the castle and at the end of the second trailer that we got last summer it said 2022 and i said liars right so if you don't do that it makes it a little bit more easy to swallow that it's been so long in between games you know what i mean yeah, and, and I think that there's also something else that makes this particular wait, like, particularly egregious. Even though I know Metroid fans, have been waiting longer for Metroid Dread, and, you know, uh, 1080 snowboarding fans have been waiting 20 years since the last game. Like, I get it, okay? But, like, Breath of the Wild 2 is, like, Nintendo's biggest game that they have in, in the pipe. Yeah. Like, probably, yeah. probably by far, unless they're going to make a new Mario Kart or a new Smash Bros., which I would argue that... Breath of the Wild 2 is probably bigger than those games. Maybe not Mario Kart, but definitely Smash Bros. So, like, this is their, like, their uh, coup de grace that has been in limbo for the last X amount of years, which makes it a little bit worse, I think. And I think that, the you know, everybody understands that there's a pandemic. Everybody understands that there are circumstances out of their control. But I, I think that what um, people that kind of dismiss you know, those of us that maybe aren't, you know, exactly happy with the way that this Breath of the Wild 2 thing is rolled out, um, I think what they dismiss is that, like, while, yes, all of those things happened, is that you have to kind of adjust accordingly. Um, if, for example, like, when Metroid Prime 4 got delayed, and when I say delayed, they, they came out and said, like, hey, this game is not up to our standards, and we're, we're restarting, and it's going to take a while. That was such an un-Nintendo-like thing to do, but, like, right there, it's like, I instantly understand why I haven't seen this game since... 2017 right because like they told us and like with this they don't they're not really telling us beyond like oh we're gonna need more time yeah so i I think that's the reason and they kind of did that with breath of the wild the the original breath of the wild too where they didn't really tell us why they were delaying it and we know now it was because they wanted to launch it on the switch but but they they delayed it anyways and that was that was devastating back then too you know, so... and, and even with that, like, I think that your average fan, like, we, me, you and I could have pieced together, like, it's getting delayed, so they're going to put it on the right. NX at the time, right? right? This one, it's just like, I don't what know. Are you, what's going on with it? Right, you know? like, it, it looks the same, it smells the same, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. But, uh, I, I don't know, we'll see. We're creeping up to September, um, and that's usually when Nintendo Directs happens, so... <laughs> Listen, I think there will be a Nintendo Direct. I just, I can't, I can't keep putting my heart out there like, there's going to be Zelda news. I have no idea. But I think there will be a Nintendo Direct. I think it's been too long. Well, we will, we'll see. Um, hopefully that happens. But uh, that is for another show in the future. Yep. Hopefully the near future. Um, one thing that, uh, I actually have a couple things I want to mention before I get, uh, before I get going. 
on, uh, or before we get going, rather, on our show today. Um, first is that uh, I finished Blossom Tales 2 last night, and we are going nice. to be diving into that episode or the game rather next week so uh, that's gonna be very fun rumor has it we might even have a copy that uh we could give away nice that's awesome so yeah um the other thing i want to mention and i don't think anybody is uh super cares about this but i'm gonna mention it anyways darn it is uh it is my anniversary today with uh with sam so just wanted to for everybody that enjoys the podcast that i do and the uh you know the content that uh, that i make across like this show omega metroid podcast virtual theater um it definitely would not be possible without my wife because she puts up with a lot of uh a lot of me kind of being down here doing that recording she watches our dog a lot she takes care of a lot of things uh she gives me critiques ideas i bounce a lot of stuff off her she was really instrumental in helping me get omegametroid.com up so i uh, just wanted to you know say happy anniversary to you to sam she doesn't listen to the show but whatever uh happy anniversary i love you and uh Aww. yeah we're going for dinner tonight we're going to one of those brazilian places where they just they bring around the meat and like you keep eating the meat you know yeah that's fun well i hope you guys have a good time and happy anniversary well thank you very much we're gonna have a good time we're gonna eat a lot it's good. It's like one of those places where you just leave like absolutely disgusting after, right? <laughs> nice. Uh, so yeah, so got uh, got that going on, but um, yeah, that's uh, it's it's been a cool weekend, nice weekend. It feels like the year actually like flew by, which is strange. Yeah, and you know what's funny is I was telling, I was talking to my sister, and I was saying, oh yeah, today is Andy and Sam's anniversary. And I tell my sister about everybody with CD. Like I talk about Andy with the podcast. I talk about Mossy. I talk about Catherine. I talk about everybody. And she's like, oh my gosh, it's already been a year. Like she knew that you guys got married last year. And I was like, yeah, it has. I can't believe it. So I, I thought that was kind of cute and funny. It, yeah. It, it actually like, so Sam and I were like briefly talking today and uh, like just, this is personal Spiteri stuff. But like, so we were talking, it's like, hey, this, this year's kind of felt like a little bit like, not not dull, but it was just like, uh, you know, in the, the last year, in 2021, uh, we got married, we got a puppy. In 2020, we bought our house, we moved, uh, we uh, like we went on a trip, and like the year before that was the, and COVID happened, obviously. Like, so there's just, a, there's been like a lot of like things that have happened in the last year, where like this last year, I just kind of felt like it was a nice, stable year. Yeah, year to be married. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, you know, no, no complaints so far. Nice. So far. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure Sam would have complaints. You'd have to ask her. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, in fact, we, uh, oh, you know what, Al, can I plug one more thing? I'm so sorry. Go for it. Okay. This is the last plug, I, I promise. OmegaMetroid.com <laughs> right now is hosting the Summer of Metroid Madness uh, character tournament. So if you've been a, if you've participated in Zelda Dungeons Fall Brawl, if you've participated in Musical March Madness, this is the same gimmick, um, just with Metroid characters. Al, I'm pretty sure you have a bracket in there, right? Is your no. bracket Baby Yoda? No? No. Someone else not. is Baby Yoda that picked Who's, the Baby Metroid to win? I thought... taking over my... It's somebody on my behalf, I are bet. You, are you for real? I... <laughs> So I saw that account. They they had the baby Metroid as the projected winner, and I was like, "It's it's Aletha. It's got to be." <laughs> That's so funny. I well, love it. Because I was gonna say, if that was your account, you are creaming me because everything. This tournament has went sideways. So I like, I want to know who that is. 
I don't, if you're copying Al out there, you better come clean. Uh, but yeah, so we, we got that tournament going on. By the time you're listening to this, I think we'll either be in the final four or maybe the final, something like that. But anyways, head to OmegaMetro.com, make your vote heard. This, this tournament's been crazy. My bracket was busted like the second day in, so uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, Omega Metroid is, of course, much smaller, so your vote can influence what happens a lot more. So that's kind of been uh, it's kind of been fun to see. Um, so, okay, I I'm checking my notes. I don't have anything else to plug. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Do you have anything that's... you want to plug before? Uh... Um. Yeah, I'm streaming on Saturday. Hey. I'm gonna do some more um, Breath of the Wild stuff. I think I'm gonna get more of the outfits, like we were talking about in last week's episode. So. It's going to be more of the DLC and the Amiibo stuff, so that'll be fun. Perfect. Um, I saw that our friend um, Alex, Alex Weber, also finished uh, her Breath of the Wild bingo this last weekend, too, which was yeah. uh, really fun. I, I stopped in for a second, but uh, didn't hang around for too, too much. But uh, yeah, that's awesome. So go and uh, go and check out Al over on Twitch, at Allison Aletha. Yes, thank All you. Right. Now... There's no more plugs, right? For good? I don't think so. I've become good. <laughs> okay, by God. Um, all right. So we, two weeks ago, did an episode ranking the best final dungeons that were castles. So as you know, a lot of the, uh, the final confrontations in the series uh, take place within Hyrule Castle or Ganon's Tower or some kind of version or iteration of... Of those, uh, of that castle. And so there is a distinct kind of divide where about half the games had that and half the games didn't. Mm-hmm. And so a couple weeks ago, we we went and we ranked um, all the ones that did have castles. So we're talking Breath of the Wild. We're talking, um, we're talking Ocarina of Time. We're talking Twilight Princess. Those are the ones that finished fairly high. I think we had uh, a little bit of pushback against our ranking for A Link to the Past as we thought that we probably would. Oh, yeah. Yep. We knew it. Yeah, that was not going to be popular. You know, I was actually very surprised that a lot of people put Ocarina of Time a lot lower than I think it deserves. And there was some good reasoning for people when we were talking mm. in the Discord. So again, come over to the Discord and talk to us because we usually talk for the next week following the episode. Yeah. But there was some good reasons. Some people were like, oh, you're just collecting the silver rupees in like half the rooms. And you're like, yeah, that's kind of a good point. But I think like the overall atmosphere really amps it up. But I was very surprised to, to see that reaction. I was like, whoa, I thought Ocarina of Time was going to like take this away. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally, I think I'm, I'm at the point now where I can say, like, I think Breath of the Wild's better. Uh, kind of because of some of the stuff that you found, like, you, you know, you found that, that research notes and stuff. But, like, yeah. Ocarina of Time is just so classic as well that I was just like, okay, well, I, I guess uh, this is this seems like a no-brainer to me. But I, I do kind of think it falls maybe under your, like, do you want, like, a castle like A Link to the Past that has, like, it does have a lot of puzzles, and it does have a lot of rooms and, and bosses and stuff, but it, it kind of feels a little bit too samey it, it, to me versus mm-hmm. the, the thematics and the theme of Ocarina of Time, where maybe what you're doing is less exciting, but the presentation is, is a little bit more, I don't know, bombastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, we had a really good discussion with that, um, and I encourage you guys to go and check that out. But what we did not do was rank the non castle final dungeons and we had yeah. a request to do so and uh hey we got some time to fill so that's what we're talking about today and by my count we've got one two three four five six seven eight 
dungeons that qualify here and one that is kind of cheating kind of not i'm gonna throw it in if we need to fill some time so okay eight, I'm, maybe I'm, nine. Looking, I'm looking at your list are we counting the tower the tower spirits as well from spirit tracks uh i was i guess i had just figured it would be the dark realm but maybe we could combine them okay where's okay. the actual last place that you fight maladus it's like it's kind of like you know breath of the wild esque where you're kind of out and you're in just like on the, like a field right yeah. yeah um but like the last bit that you really do is in the tower and then you go to the dark realm so maybe we can connect the two okay yeah you you have the more experience than i do certainly so we'll, we'll take your lead on that okay um so we got a couple to rank here and we're gonna do it definitive style so we're gonna have the one we're going to talk about it. It's going to be ranked number one. We're going to do the second. It's going to go either one or two. The third is either going to go one, two, or three, et cetera, et cetera, until we get to the last bit of, uh, of non-castle dungeon item here. And then uh, we're going to have a definitive list. And uh, let's let's kind of keep up. the. I, I kind of like this gimmick of like just you pick, I pick, you pick, I pick. Yeah, that was fun. Um, well, why don't, why don't you pick? Get us right, started, Al. Let's start with, um, I'm going to start with the big one, because I, I have some interesting thoughts on this one. Let's start okay. with Sky, Sky Keep from Skyward Sword. This so, is a big one, yeah. I think the general idea of Sky Keep is actually pretty cool. Um, I right. like the puzzle where you kind of go into a, like, a terminal room, and you move the rooms, which is so like crazy. But you literally move the blocks, and they represent the rooms, and then you, you go through different doors. Um, to get to those rooms. I think all the rooms are themed really well. They're themed after the dungeons that you've gone through up until this point. Um, the puzzles are a lot of fun and pretty, like, in-depth. The idea is you're getting all the different Triforce pieces um, put together so that you can basically take Skykeep itself, the piece with the, the goddess on it, from the sky and move it down to the surface. And... The, when you do that, you, like, literally crush the seal of uh, Demise with right. it, which is kind of cool. Um, I think the whole concept is really cool. There's just some parts of it that feel a little bit like a chore to me. Only I think it's only because of how long the game is and the fact that there's a whole section of the game that I just feel is just so much extra that we didn't need, which is the getting the Song of the Hero. As fun as those bits are, it's just so it's so extra to the game. And so by the time I get to Skykeep, I'm like, I'm so done. I just want to be done with the game. So that kind of hinders it me for me a little bit. But the concept is very cool, and the story element is very cool. So I would I, I mean, at the end of this list, I'd probably rank it pretty high. Right. So for me, kind of like what we did with the castles, um, I had an idea of what my castle list might look like in my head. I actually have no idea what like my list is going to look like. I don't like either. There. I don't either. So um, I'm winging it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of winging it too because I feel like... First of all, I feel like this, this collection is not as strong as a castle collection. Like, for sure. Yeah. Um, and maybe... I don't know. I, I don't know why that is. But I just... I think that for a bunch of different reasons, it's not as strong... And I know that, so in my criteria when I was ranking castles, I kind of said, like, I'm going to separate the final boss fight from the final dungeon. And I'm going to try and sort of do that from these ones, but maybe not as much. Because I feel mm -hmm. like these ones rely a little bit more on the final boss, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
So, with that said, I kind of agree about Skykeep. I think that it's kind of... I, I almost don't know how to describe it, actually. Because I think as, like, a dungeon, it's really fun. And I like the uh, the gimmick of, like, rearranging the, uh, the, the Wind Waker slide puzzle thing to make the, the rooms fit together. And I uh-huh. think that those rooms are kind of similar to Ocarina of Time, that they're bite-sized little... Uh, you know, the callbacks to what you've done before and you can use your items and your different skills that you've acquired. So I really like that, that concept. I think one thing for me that makes it a little, I don't know if, I I don't know, like, I don't know if it weakens it necessarily for me, but I think that there's a long time between doing that and then fighting Girahim for the last time and going through the, the swarms of monsters and stuff and then kind of fighting Demise for the final time. So like, it feels like kind of removed. So like you have Skykeep here and then this this horde battle and then Girahim and then Demise. Where like I think I feel like one of the reasons that I think that the castles can be so strong is that you typically are in this castle and it flows right into that final boss battle. And mm-hmm. I think that's actually maybe a factor for me looking at some of the, the dungeons on this list, um, which I, I think work against some of these dungeons is that 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 flow is missing or like it feels like it's very uninter it's very interrupted to get from like this to the final boss so it almost feels like a dungeon and then you have like some other stuff and then a final boss versus like the the, this is the fine the final thing that you got to do right yeah i can understand that in a way but i think that because the skyward sword is is so heavily themed on story i think the story makes up for it because it feels like a last act of the game when you come back you come down from the sky it's like giant pillars like twisting down literally crush the seal with demise in it all this like goop comes out and it's really cool you save zelda and then all of a sudden, Girahim comes out of nowhere, and he's like, nope, this is my last chance, here's the door, I'm taking Zelda with me. And then that's kind of your, like, last stand. So I feel like the story helps that separation, but I do understand what you're saying. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, like, I think the story's awesome, and I think that that yeah. whole setting is awesome, actually. Like, I, I love Skykeep, the dungeon, but it, like, as a final, I feel like there's a difference between a dungeon and a final dungeon, whereas, yeah. like... And maybe this is like just uh, semantics to a lot of people, but I I, I think like at least for me, um, the fact that you can go and like you're going back to um, the temple grounds and you can save, you can go to the owl statue, like it, it just it it's missing that flow a little bit to make it like a really awesome final sequence. And I I don't know, maybe that shouldn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but I I can't I couldn't help but not think about it when when I was trying to decide where Skykeep was gonna go um but I, I think it's like an actual like functioning dungeon it's awesome like it's it's really fun it's kind of like a better version of Ocarina of Times in a lot of way actually just uh, well okay without the second half where you climb okay. the the stairs and you know you face the dark nuts and you face yeah, the, okay the I see what you're saying that's fair enough yeah it, but I that being said I think that part is so integral to what makes Ocarina of Time so good which is why I'm kind of having yeah. a little bit of a tough time with like you know, the, the Gearheim fighter. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know what could have uh, made this better. Because I actually, I, I like I said, like, I love Skykeep. Like, I think it's really awesome. But there's, I, I don't know. I don't know, Al. It's a weird one I guess we'll just see it when everything, when everything's said and done, where it'll be placed. Well, it's number one for now. So, yes. uh, it's got that going for it, at least. Okay, so we got Skykeep at number one. Uh, You know what? Let's do another heavy hitter here. What do you say? 
Okay. How about the moon Ooh, from Majora's okay. Mask? Um, so this is another this is another strange one, which is probably fitting because Majora's Mask is a strange game. But like with the moon, you can go in and immediately fight Majora if you want. But you can also do like the four I don't know, like sub dungeons if you want to call them that, which I I think that most of us probably do in order to go acquire um, the Fierce Deity Mask and, and just kind of get that completion of the game. Um, and those are all really fun. They're, they're kind of, again, similar to Ocarina of Time where you go in and you kind of do everything that you, you're, or, or everything that you've learned of the game you put to, to use and you you go and you get this awesome reward at the end. Um, it is optional, so I think that that might take away a little bit for my personal list, but... Uh, there, there can be no doubt that when you first go up to the moon and see the moon, like that's an incredible, incredible moment. I don't think any Zelda fan will ever forget going to the moon and seeing that. And clearly, it's not what anybody was expecting. So this is another one where I'm just like, I, I'm not quite sure where to rank it. I'm interested to hear what you think. Um, it's like it's such an odd one because like it's such an awesome, awesome thing that you you see this big imposing moon in the whole game, and then you come to find out that it's kind of like a spaceship type of deal like it's, it's just so weird like the concept is just so out there and then yeah you could go fight Majora's Mask right away um which I don't think I've actually ever fought Majora's Mask without fierce the fierce deity mask so I don't really know how difficult it is I I imagine it's kind of difficult um but you could also do the other things, like you said, to get the Fierce Studio Mask, and that makes it feel more like a completion, like like you just complete you completed yeah. the game as a whole. I think it kind of adds to it, though. Like, it's such a cool concept where you're like, you can go and choose to, like, be the true hero of the story, or you can just go and choose because you're kind of on a time limit and go fight the bad guy and win and save everybody. I think that's kind of interesting, but... I don't know if that really does it any favors as far as like a final dungeon if uh, we're ranking yeah, it on those standards. I think the whole concept is cool, but we're ranking final dungeon. So it's kind of weird. It's kind of like when we were talking about the, the castles in ages and seasons where you can skip a lot of the gauntlet and just yeah. go to the boss. Um, um, that doesn't really add to it. Yeah, so I, I think like... I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I do... I think that it hurts it that those four parts are optional. Like, I think that if mm -hmm. that was required, then that might be a little bit better. Uh, might make the flow a little bit better. Um, they're all fun, and you, you... Like, essentially, it is a final dungeon, because at each one of them, you get a piece of heart, so you can have a, a, a full heart container by the time that you're done with all four of them. Um, I will say, the one that I always think of is the... Uh, the Goron one. Goron like the one. Oh my god. That yeah. is like insane to do. That is so it ridiculous. Is. And it was harder in the 64 version. I think they've made it a little bit easier on the 3DS, but I it was tough. My god. Yeah, that was uh, that was insane to do. I played it not that long ago and I still was like bing-bonging everywhere in the wrong direction. So, so that, it's like, again, everything there is really fun. It's just... Uh, I think, and this one has more flow than Skykeep does, where, like, you can do this and then you go right to Majora. And that's an incredible setting, actually, with Majora. Um, the setting is really cool. Yeah, like, that room is so awesome, and it's just a fantastic setting. I 
I, I, again, I, I think I'm going to struggle actually a lot for all of these because I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, like I think that the, that the flow and the setting is probably better than Skykeep, but I think that the, the actual rooms and their, you know, the fact that you don't have to do them detracts a little bit. I don't know. I, I would be interested to see if you would rank this above or below Skykeep, Al. I feel like I'd probably put it below Skykeep. I don't think it's going to make it that high on my own personal list. It's so, it's like weird because it's so cool, but doesn't yeah. really serve the function that we're, we're ranking here. Okay, I'm really glad that you said that because I, I was kind of thinking the same. Um, just, just a little bit. And it, it like, again, it's kind of, yeah, I think that what you just said actually is a great way to put it. It doesn't serve the function that we're ranking it. Cause like fun, like functionally as dungeons or like challenges, these are all really fun and they're all yeah awesome in their own way. But as a final dungeon, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's just missing, it's missing something. And I, and I think it's that you can just go right to Majora. I think that's mm -hmm. it. Fair yeah. enough. Okay. So we got Skykeep. Number one, the moon. Number two. So those are some heavy hitters. What are we doing next, Al? <laughs> let's let's get this one out of the way. Temple of the Ocean King. Oh Jesus. Okay. <laughs> it, listen, I will say this till the day I die. Phantom Hourglass has a special place in my heart. I will say that my love of Phantom Hourglass has plummeted like quite a bit. Like like I don't know. There's just like this little bit of a fall because of playing. Spirit Tracks. Spirit Tracks is a far superior game. Um, Temple of the Ocean King, and I've said this before too, if you know how to do it efficiently, it's not that bad, but it's also not, like, super fun to do. It's like, <laughs> you gotta do it, because you gotta do it. Um, especially if you forget to talk to Oceus before you go in, um, to get the sword. That's awful. There's so, a I've done that. <laughs> It's like, I love Phantom Hourglass, but it doesn't have a lot of redeeming qualities, and definitely Temple of the Ocean King is not one of the redeeming qualities. So this is probably pretty low on the list. However, it is a lot more of a dungeon, quote-unquote, than the moon. That is true. That is true. Which I would, like, literally hate myself to rank this above the moon, though. Uh, no, and I'm not going to. I, okay. I, I won't do that. <laughs> but I think that you're right. I think that it's more of, like, a cohesive dungeon but it's like a worse, like I, I just, I don't think it's very it's good. It's like I'd rather go to the moon and yeah, bing bong around in the Goron area than go and do Temple of the Ocean King. Can I, can I uh, tell you something that I did the other day? Uh, What's that? When you, when you were streaming Breath of the Wild, and you were in that the, you know, the labyrinth in uh, Gerudo. Oh or yeah. Maybe it was the one in Hebrew, whatever. You were in one of the labyrinths, uh, the mazes. Yeah. And I said, I said, like, oh, this looks like uh, Temple of the Ocean King. All the walls look the same. Dude, <laughs> I cackled at my own joke for, like, ten minutes. It was so ridiculous. I was like, damn, um, Andy, that was so funny. Sam's like, what are you, why are you laughing? Are you laughing at Allison? And I was like, no, I'm laughing at my joke. It was awesome. And I told her and she didn't get it. And I was just, like, sitting there by myself, like, <laughs> So... I don't I'm know done. why. I just wanted to share that with you, but uh, I, very special. Yeah, I, I don't know. This would be, this would be uh, maybe higher if you didn't repeatedly come back to it. Yeah, like, repeatedly. I I think that that definitely takes away from 
the gravitas of the dungeon because like you've, you 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 kind of feel like you've already been there you've seen it you've done it you've you especially like because you've said multiple times that like if you know what you're doing you can cheese your way through the first like bit of the dungeon pretty quickly yeah. um so i think that that kind of takes away from the final dungeon feel of it um, and certainly the fact that you have to keep going back there multiple times takes away from the dungeon feel of or the final dungeon feel of it. And yeah. it's just, it's not that fun. I, I don't think, um, slowly walking around and lugging Triforce pieces and just, ugh. Yeah. And some of those puzzles are a little bit tough and you have a time limit. So yeah. I think I like this, the, uh, Tower of Spirits better because you don't have a time limit and you can just die and F around as much as you want and, it's not as detrimental as in Temple of the Ocean King. Yeah. So I think that uh, this is this is certainly low. Uh, it's the lowest on our list so far, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I just... I don't know. I, uh, I'm i not a fan. Um, and I feel like, since, since it's my pick next, right? Yeah. Okay, so I feel like... Um, since uh, since we're talking about Temple of the Ocean King, uh, we should probably just talk about the Dark Realm slash Spirit uh, or Tower of Spirits next, and uh, yeah, just kind of because those ones are, are very similar and they have a lot of qualities in common. Um, so actually, you I this is the like I said a couple times now. This is the game, the Zelda game that has been the longest time since I've played. I think I last played it, God, like 10, 10 years ago. Oh my God. Um, and you just recently played it, so I'm basically going to adhere to what you say and, and your opinion. Um, I think that it, the ta- uh, Tower of Spirits is similar, but also not. Like, it's extremely hard. The puzzle is, like, so hard. Half of it's in the dark. Yeah. You have to... That was rough. You really have to utilize all the skills that you've been learning in the tower up until that point. You have to know which phantoms to take where... And if I didn't have notes, if I didn't have, like, a speed run that I was watching, if I didn't have Catherine helping me, I would be... Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I would be... I mean, I was lost. When I when I did my first playthrough of it, I was trying to do it blind, and I couldn't do it. And yeah. Catherine was, like... She was practicing Twilight Princess at the time, and she's like, so where are you at now? And she's, like, almost done with the game. I'm like, I'm still in Tower 6. This sucks. Like, <laughs> so it's it's really hard um, it's almost too challenging, but it's still much, it's still more enjoyable. Like, the puzzles really, really challenge you, really make you, like, I don't know. It, whereas uh, Temple of the Ocean King, you're trying to kind of just going through the motions. You know you got to take those Triforce pieces up there. You know you have to take the shape blocks up there. You know you have to draw on the door. And it's not that, like, it's not that it's exciting. Whereas, yeah. whereas this, it's like, you really, like, you really have to use your brain. Yeah. And then, and then you get to the dark realm, and that stuff's fine. It feels like just added. It, I kind of like it. It's cool. It's not very fun when you're speedrunning and trying to finish the game at the marathon, but it's actually kind of <laughs> cool. Like what's going on with it. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. It's like hard to say because it's like miserable, but like in a good way. <laughs> I feel like Ron in Harry Potter. You're gonna be, <laughs> you're gonna be miserable, but you're gonna be happy about it. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I. I haven't played it myself in a while, but like I, I sat down and I watched you play the latter half of, of Spirit Tracks, and like it, it certainly is like I don't know. It, it, it seems to have le- 
more of an identity to me than Temple of the Ocean King, where, like, every yeah. floor looks identical. Like, at least when you're going up Tower of Spirits, it's like, okay, this floor is dark, and I gotta, like, cross, um, I gotta cross the, the tower to get to the next floor, and, like, I don't, I don't know, it just, I guess a lot of rooms were dark, and it still kind of had the, you know, the, the DS Zelda, uh, yeah. dilemma, if you will, where, like, a lot of these rooms kind of look the same, but I think that it probably did a better job. I, I know it's not part of, like, the final dungeon, per se, but I also, I actually really like the, uh, like, the Dark Realm. I think that that part is, like, really cool, actually, and it's a, it's a strong final boss fight. Um, so, it, yeah, I, I don't know. It's probably been too long for me to say definitively, but I definitively will say, like, I would rank this above Temple of the Ocean King, and then I'll leave the rest up to you. Yeah, above Temple of the Ocean King is good enough for me. Like I said, it, it's not really fun being miserable, <laughs> you yeah. know? So, like, it's, like, still a fun end to that game, but it's still it's still pretty rough. Yeah, it, it, which is funny, because, like, we've got... Our list so far is Skykeep, The Moon, Tower of Spirits, Temple of the Ocean King, and I think that everyone would agree that Tower of Spirits and Temple of the Ocean King are probably more cohesive dungeons than, you know, The Moon or Skykeep, um, especially in terms well, of final dungeons, but... Actually, if you think about it, like, Temple of the Ocean King is, but Tower of Spirits is not. Tower of Spirits is a lot like Skykeep, where you're doing a dungeon portion, and then you kind of got this other stuff oh, okay. before you really do you know, the final battle with Maladus. I guess you could almost actually make that argument, too, about Phantom Hourglass, because you end up fighting the ship, and then you end up fighting Bellum back on, like, the the raft that Leo and Yeah, Kate but on. you you kind of go and fight Bellum right away, and then there's yeah. kind of, like, added stuff. So, yeah. I don't know, it's kind of, like, in a weird reverse kind of way. I don't know. I don't know. I, we don't know, wait, we're just, we're just making it up as we go We just go played here. all the games, that's all. <laughs> uh, okay, Al, what do you got next? Um... Actually, I'm going to choose something, but you're going to have to remind me what the heck it is. Room of Rights. Why am okay. I blanking on that? So this is kind of cheating a little bit. The Room of Rights is not really a dungeon, actually, at all. It's the room that you get when you connect an Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons game together, and you fight oh, Twinrova, and you fight that's... Ganon. And, uh, that's why I don't know what it is. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> so I, I was kind of grasping a little bit here at, at straws to come up with some of the uh the rooms for this list because there are far more games that have <coughs> excuse me castle a castle than uh, than not so there's not really like a dungeon per se there's a couple uh, there's not really a dungeon to this at all actually you, you kind of go in and you basically just fight right away so we don't have to talk about it for very long it's probably last on the list uh even even below temple of the ocean king that's kind of fair. It's it, again, it's like a cool concept of how you get it, like yeah. how you achieve it, but it's not really like a dungeon by any means. It's actually not at all. Yeah. I I definitely cheated putting it on this list. Okay, but I I think um, I I bought us about uh, three minutes, two minutes there, Al. So that's, okay. That's okay, well I will I will go with whatever your placement is because I actually haven't done a linked game yet. Well, I, I think I think we have to put it last. I mean, it's not a dungeon. Okay. It's just uh, okay. You know, as as kind of miserable as Temple of the Ocean King can be, at least there's some puzzles and at least there's some thought that you have to go in. But I will say yeah. that this fight with Twin Rova is like hard. Um, I I I struggled with it myself, and I had like max hearts. I had um, all the upgraded swords, everything like that, like the mirror shield. Uh, when we did our Oracle of Seasons retrospective, and yeah, this that that uh, that Twin Rova fight is no joke. So. Okay. Um, 
yeah, that's all I'll say about the Room of Rights. If we were incorporating boss fights into it, it might rank a little bit higher. But, yeah, not really a dungeon, uh, per se. All right. Um, well, I feel like you kind of got cheated on a pick. Do you want to go again, or do you want me to go here? It's up to you. Uh, you can go. It's totally okay. fine. Well, speaking of one that's kind of along the same lines here, and I don't... I don't know how to define this one again, but let's talk about the Windfish's Egg from Link's Awakening. Okay. So this is kind of a strange one because this isn't a dungeon necessarily. Um, I like the the final dungeon of Link's Awakening is Turtle Rock. Um, that's that's supposed to be your final dungeon when when you play the game, and then when you go to the Windfish's Egg, that's it's more of like a I don't know. It's it's closer to something like the moon for Majora's Mask, um, but even with less combat. So basically, when you walk into this egg, it's a it's a maze, and you have to go and take the the correct path to get to the nightmare. And you can find out where the correct path is throughout your your journey in the game. Um, but if you don't take the correct path, you're you're essentially just like walking in circles, and you'll go back to the beginning. And I don't. I don't think it's very strong, actually, and not just because there's no puzzles or no nothing to do, really, but it's just kind of, like, dark and dank and kind of, like, a different vibe than the rest of Link's Awakening, which I guess you would expect since you're going into this egg and fighting something called the Nightmare or whatever, but I think maybe they could have made it, like, a little bit more surreal or a little bit more, like, dreamlike. Like, you know at the end of Link's Awakening when you see the windfish and there's, like, the crazy star background and whatever? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a pretty cool shot, and I think that what they could have done was is made that entire inside the, the windfish's egg part kind of like that, and... Maybe just had, like, a little something um, for you to do other than just navigate the maze. So, yeah, this one's kind of tough because, like, Turtle Rock is intended to be your final dungeon, but it's not a final dungeon in the context of what we are talking about here. Yeah. Especially if you're playing Link's Awakening DX where, like, if you're like me, you'll actually do Eagle's Tower last and and do Turtle Rock beforehand. So it's kind of like... You know, this is our final dungeon, but it, there's not really anything dungeon-like for us to do other than walk around. So, so in the sense, it's kind of like the moon a little bit, where it's like kind of a cool idea, cool concept, yeah. but there's not really a dungeon yes. function of it. This would be akin to the moon in Majora's Mask. If you got to the moon, looked around, and were just like, nope, I'm just going to go fight Majora, and you went and did that. Except yeah. this one would have you kind of navigate a little bit of a maze before you actually got to fight Majora. Um, so I, I definitely think this ranks lower than the moon. Because yeah. there, at least in the moon, you have the option to do, um, you know, the extra stuff and the extra puzzles and the extra, get the extra heart, etc., etc. What I'm wondering is if it ranks lower than Tower of Spirits and Temple of the Ocean King. What do you think? Um, I, I'm gonna be honest, I don't remember playing it that much, and I have played it, like, it's been, a, been like, three years now, right. but I think that kind of says a lot, that, again, it's not, like, one of those, like, just epic ending of a story, kind of like Skykeep, kind of like Ocarina of Time's Castle, or Hyrule Castle, and right. Breath of the Wild, so, which is kind of not fair, it's, it's Link's Awakening, but mm-hmm. in the sense that it does kind of add to the story a little bit, the concept is cool, but it's just not much. I would say I actually might enjoy. Ooh, this is hard. I would say probably right below Spirit Tracks. But, I would. But... I, I think I would actually put it below Temple of the Ocean King as well. Really? I think I wow. Would. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna let you go with it because you you know this game a little bit more than I do. 
I, I mean, there's just nothing there. Like, there's nothing there, especially if you are, like, a... Like, at least it's more than Room of Rights, is what you're saying? It, it's more than Room of Rights, definitely more than... I mean, Room of Rights, you get there, and you walk into the room, and you fight Twin Rova. Whereas, right. is this one, at least you do have to navigate kind of, like, a little bit of a maze, and, and you're, you know, you're, you're walking around, and if you don't know the sequence, you, it can be... Um, I don't know, it can be a, a drawn-out process, but I, I think that that would also be a frustrating process. So it's like, on one yeah. hand, it's it's either like you're getting constantly lost, or on the other hand, it's like right, left, up, down, sideways, and like, oh, I'm at Nightmare. So like, there, there's not there much go. of substance there, and I think that okay. Temple of the Ocean King... like At least has some substance. It's not very enjoyable substance, but... <laughs> yeah, it's like... It's like, would you rather eat... Do you like cilantro? Yeah, I love cilantro. Okay, well, this isn't going to work then. Uh, I was going to say, because my wife hates cilantro. And she, we, oh, got, okay. we got uh, burritos the other day that had cilantro on it, Al. She mistaken. I like cilantro, but uh, she doesn't. So I was going to say, it's like, it's like, would you rather eat a burrito with cilantro on it, or would you rather have no burrito at all? You know what? You, you can use the same analogy, because I don't like beans. Would I rather eat a burrito with beans what? in it, or would I rather have no burrito, and i rather have no burrito? God, you don't like beans? What's the matter? With I you? don't like the texture. The te- it's the texture. It's the magical fruit. Like. You know what's funny is I'm gonna make chili for my dinner this week, and it's gonna be beanless chili. <laughs> what? Yeah, Allison, <laughs> we got to do that food episode for the Spateri show. Oh, we do because your thoughts on nachos without cheese is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> chili without beans? What kind of serial killer are you? <laughs> There's such a thing. Like it exists. Nachos is defined by having cheese. Let's move on. All right. Well, actually, we can't move on yet. Where are we? Are we putting this this beanless uh, yeah, burrito above Temple of the Ocean King or or below it? <laughs> below it. All right. I'll Wind suffer with the beans. Fishes. Egg. No beans. Okay. Perfect. Uh, whose turn is it? It's your turn. <laughs> okay. Let me look back at our list here. Um, let's do the Sky I'm Temple. I'm shaking. I can't believe what, what? I just heard. Oh. What? The, the, I don't like beans? That's, I don't know why that startled me so much. I, I wasn't expecting <laughs> oh that from God. you. Oh my God. Um, Sky Temple, Triforce Heroes. I actually played this, I think I played the whole thing, I want to say. Uh, I think. Um, at the marathon. It's hard to say. I did a lot of, like, multiplayer Zelda at the marathon. But, yeah. If I'm remembering right, you're like in a. There was this moment where we were all three in a totem, and we had to like go into this like wind propeller to go up this way. And I was like, I'm gonna send in it, and I went, <laughs> and we made it, which was great. So that's something that I remember from that. And I remember you kind of like go through some uh some right. what of a gauntlet to get up to the lady, uh the final boss fight. It's okay. It's like it's much like the rest of the game, to be honest. Like it's just uh, it's just an area with some puzzles that's like sky themed that you do with two other buddies of yours, and you see if you can make it to the lady at the end. It's decent enough. It has enough content, but it's like not very memorable because it's very similar to the rest of the game. You took the words out of my mouth. This is a Triforce Heroes level, which <laughs> you know can be. Uh... They can be adequate to not adequate, uh, <laughs> let's just say. But I think that this is a, a low-ranking one, specifically because there is nothing to differentiate it from any... Like, you could you could 
like put the the Triforce Heroes levels on shuffle, and like you could have the very first level uh, be the very last, and it's like whatever. It, it feels like completely the same. Um, yeah. So I I think that as a level, it's functional. As a final level, there it's indistinguishable from any other level, which is definitely not what you want to do. Uh, so this is a low one for me. I think that in turn, I mean. Let's let's take aside the gameplay aspect of Triforce Heroes playing solo and playing multiplayer or whatever. Let's just assume that we're playing multiplayer and it's somewhat enjoyable. I just I think it still is just low because there's nothing there that that really separates it from anything else in the game. Yeah, that's kind of fair. I think I would still. Ugh, this this is so hard to do because it's like it's it's easy to gauge the castles, whereas this is kind of just like, is it weird enough to be cool and be at the top of the list, or is it functional enough that it needs to be, like, out of respect at the top of the list? <laughs> I think um, I've decided on what my number one is going to be, by the way. Um. Okay. I think for this placement, I would I would be okay with above Tower Spirits, but I think I'd rather have it below Tower Spirits. You know what? I, I think this should go beneath Temple of the Ocean King. Again. No, it's I, not that bad. It, at it's least not that good, is, though. At least with, uh, <laughs> at least with, you know, in the, at least with this, you can have fun with your friends, whereas Temple of the Ocean King, you're like, oh, okay. Okay, I'm well, let, let's imagine we're playing solo. Okay, let's Who imagine we're playing solo. Who would imagine that far solo, Andy? Nobody. <laughs> and that's exactly why it should rank lower. <laughs> no. I think I think it's I think it's at least better than Temple of the Ocean King. Uh, uh, I, no, it's so I, much I, fun to play with your friends. I I I can't I can't get behind that because that that is you're talking about the game, not this final temple. You're talking about Triforce Heroes in general is much better to play with your friends. Yes, absolutely. This specific level is like playing any other level in the entire okay. game. There is no there's no gravitas to it. At least with Temple of the Ocean King. I would, I might even argue the windfish's egg, to be honest. At least with that, there's like some sort of presentation that goes into the make, letting you know as a player that th you're approaching the finale of this game, this adventure that you've been on for the last X amount of hours. I don't know uh, if 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 this can replicate that, and I, in fact, I know it can't. Fine. I just realized that I really don't care about this as much <laughs> to fight it. <laughs> All right. Well. Perfect. Below the Temple of the Ocean King it is. <laughs> if, if you don't get... Should I put this should I put this bastard below the Windfish's egg while, while I'm at it? Like, no, no, it it's still okay. has much more function than the egg. Alright, so... Uh, let's look at our list right now so far. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so we've got seven. So we've got Skykeep, holding down at number one, then the moon. Tower of Spirits, Temple of the Ocean King, Sky Temple, different from Skykeep. Uh, the Windfish's egg... And the Room of Rights. So, okay. if I am not mistaken, we only have one left. Well, two left. But one left for sure. And I'm going to put it at number one. Okay. And it's Death Mountain from the original Legend of Zelda. And I think I, I reached this conclusion about 15 minutes ago when we were talking. <laughs> okay. And um, I know... I know that, it, so Death Mountain has all of the limitations that every other dungeon in the original Legend of Zelda does. You know, the rooms are, uh, 
not that distinguishable from any other room in another dungeon. But what I think that this has going for it is that, um, first of all, like the, the getting to the dungeon, I know it's not part of the dungeon, but I think getting to the dungeon is pretty cool. Or going up Death Mountain, there's all the Lynels everywhere. There, there is a palpable sense of danger in getting to this dungeon. And when you get there, um, this is like a true labyrinth of a dungeon. Like there is multiple different ways that you can take if you have the magical key you can streamline your way a little bit if you don't you're in for a a long ride um i think another thing that helps this dungeon kind of stick out is that there are multiple enemies in this dungeon that are like native to this dungeon like you can only find them in death mountain um i forget his name the little dude with the uh the spinny things are patra patra is uh is unique to this dungeon and you fight him a couple times. Of course, you have Ganon in this dungeon as well, which I think kind of helps with it. Um, so it's like, it's got a little bit of everything. Um, it's it's definitely got a lot of combat. There There's a couple rooms where you have to fight off, like, God, like 10 Dark Nuts, which is pretty intense. Um, yeah. And there's, like, at least two rooms with that. There are a couple rooms where we have to fight off as as many Wizrobes. And Wizrobes in this game are, like, very tough. They're, they're tough contenders. Um and it's also, like, it, but it also, so it's got the, the combat down, but it also has, like, a thinking part of it as well, where, like, if you if you have that key, you can go in and you can really streamline your your direction, and you can get to Ganon a lot sooner. Um, it has some secret items hidden inside, the, uh, the red ring, which is, uh, you know, something that's going to cut the amount of damage that you take, which, so... It's kind of, it's got a little bit of everything going for it, actually, I feel like, and I, I think that... All of that being said, I think, you know, we, we've kind of talked about uh, looking at the dungeons that we have on our list so far. So we've got some dungeons that are really good, but maybe functionally don't flow into the final boss as, as nicely as we might want, like the moon or like Skykeep. We've got some dungeons that do flow really well, but they're not, they're just not that fun. And we're talking like Tower of Spirits, uh, Temple of the Ocean King. And then we've got some dungeons that kind of just feel like not dungeons or any other level, like Sky Temple or the Windfish's Egg or Room of Rights. And I think that Death Mountain has, like, all of the... Like, if you go if you go by that, I think it checks off all of that because it's, like, a really solid structural dungeon. Check. So it's, it's you know, we've got that on Tower of Spirits and Temple of the Ocean King. Um, it flows right into the final boss because you've got Ganon at the end here. Check. We've got that above Skykeep and the Moon. And it is a massive labyrinth with new enemies, new items, new everything. So, you know, it's got it's got that going for it as well. So I think that when we put that all together and mix it in a stew, I think Death Mountain is, like, number one. Have I sold you on Death Mountain now? I don't know. I feel like you have, but at the same time, I just haven't played it in so long. And I don't have a desire to play it whatsoever. <laughs> I, you so, know, hold on, hold on. So I played it at the marathon, and... Uh, yeah, that's true. You did play it very recently. I, I will say, if you play this game on Nintendo Switch with Rewind, with Save States, and certainly with the Zelda Dungeon walkthrough, you cannot play this game without that. It's yeah. a fun it's a fun game, and it's, it's, a, it's a good way to kill, like, two hours. It's a good way to kill two hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, you know, I've kind of been... Uh, poking and prodding you for the last couple of years here to give Adventure of Link a go on Nintendo Switch. Like, I, I actually can't overstate, like, the rewind feature and safe hey, states listen, on Nintendo Hey, listen, I Switch. understand the rewind. I used I, the I heck know, out I'm of it for Super Metroid. 
I just, it's like, it's like the, it's like the desire to do it though, that, you know, that actually motivates yeah. you to do it. And I just don't have it. I yeah, respect those games. I respect the original game so much for starting the series, but it's just so, it's just not my cup of tea. And so when I think about doing the final dungeon and that it, to me, all of that sounds like a chore. However, going based on how we're doing this ranking list, it makes a lot of sense what you're, what you're saying. Like, it has all those things going for it to rate high on a functionality right. of a final dungeon. Plus, it's like the first final dungeon in the whole series, and it did all yeah, that. Totally. It kind of sounds amazing, like it's set the standard, you know? Yeah. So, I have a hard time putting it above Skykeep, but I can understand it. I can respect it. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm not going to lie to you. So, we were talking about the Sky Temple from Triforce Heroes not that long ago, and... Um... I was prepared to give that to you and just rank it above whatever because I knew that I wanted to fight for Death Mountain. Yeah. So uh, I, I, it, I would I fight for Death Mountain. A lot. <laughs> I think it says a lot that when I really thought about Sky Temple, I was like, I don't care about Yeah, that, that worked out great for me. <laughs> perfect. Like, I do love that game, but I don't know if I want to fight for ranking it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I... I I'm going to push for this as number one. I think it okay. should be number one. I think I can respect that. Okay. So do you want to do like, how about we do a bonus here? And we're not going to officially rank it. But if we did, let's uh, let's do a little bonus action here. So I had a dungeon on this list as a uh, standby dungeon in case we needed uh, a couple minutes here. And I'm looking at our time. And I think that we have time for this, Al. And, okay, uh, let's do it. So this is cheating, but whatever. It's totally our list. Cheating. It's our show. We're going to do what we want. And uh, <laughs> this is the final dungeon of the Champions Ballad DLC. And that is the final Divine Beast. And I think if I were to rank this in this current list, I'm not going to, but if I were, I think I'd put it at number two. Um, <gasps> I think I would. I think I, I would. But, I thought we were of one mind here. Well, because, and just let me explain my criteria. My criteria has always been I'm trying to separate the final boss from the dungeon, right? Okay, that's fair, but even still, when you consider all the other Divine Beasts, they have good puzzles and stuff, it's fine. You can cheese the heck out of them, though. Yeah. The final Divine Beast is so good. Like, that's the dungeon I wanted out of that game. It yeah. gave me everything I wanted. And I love the four rooms, how they were kind of like each had their own like divine beast feel of the ones that you faced mm -hmm, in yeah. the past. And like, yeah, this is hella cheating because there's like no way a final dungeon <laughs> to like complete the game, but who cares? Yeah. Um, I would rank this number one. I, I respect that. It, it's so good. And the puzzle's awesome. I love how tough the middle, like the middle room keeps getting more and more tough the mm -hmm. further along you complete the other rooms. And I mean, the, the final boss fight is just epic. And I, oh the God. cinematic of it, too, is where you go into the Shrine of Resurrection and you literally go down. And you're like, where has this been? Like, I can't believe there's been this whole thing below it. And then it comes up from the top and, like, you get this weird, giant, huge spire thing that opens up and gives you the motorcycle. And it's just, like, it's so cool. Like, I, it's number one for me. I know that's cheating. Who cares? It is, it is cheating. I, uh, yeah, who cares? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not gonna argue with anything you said. I think, <laughs> I think out of respect for Death Mountain, I'm I'm keeping that as number one in in terms of like I'm gonna try and separate the final boss fight here. Yeah. But 
I mean, that final boss fight, we've talked about this before. That's the best boss fight in the series. Um, yeah. I, I'm bar none. And, uh, the, yeah, I mean, the the road to get there is, all, again, like, there's something about these dungeons that when you have to put everything that you've learned to the test and, and you know, use all of your skills, I, I really like that. Um, especially in this in this dungeon, because there's, like, the four themed rooms that you're in that uh that you go to but i also feel like you have to make like really extensive use of all your different runes and stuff like that and like mm -hmm. it, it's it's just it's really well done um i would say that the music is probably still not exactly where we want it to be for the for the divine beasts but i you know that's no, kind of a problem I like with it. all of them yeah um, i mean i mean when you actually spend time in them so i have been the last uh you know my last playthrough yeah. like they all definitely have their own identity they're similar but they all have their own identity still and i think they're cool enough i think the only downside of the final divine beast i was just thinking is how long it takes to get to it it oh, takes yeah, a I long think that's, time I think, well it, i mean it does yeah but to yeah. me i like i think of that as like this is like a really good expansion pad or like this is really yeah. uh this is really good like you know value for for the money that i spent on this uh, i'm being told yeah. that the music is really good I, maybe i need to re-listen to the music maybe i need to do that it's no Mug Maskashia theme, I'll tell you that. That's that's the uh, that's the pinnacle of Zelda music. But uh, you know what? Actually, this is kind of a side tangent here. But um, one thing that I really, really, really hope that Breath of the Wild 2 does, and this is kind of a pet peeve of mine, I want them to acknowledge the Champion's Ballad and, like, that there is another Divine Beast. I, I've seen it a lot where, like, games will have DLC come out and it's like story stuff and then like a sequel will come out and like completely not acknowledge that at all and I think it just it's, it's kind of cheapening it a little bit like I I think that like they don't have to make a big thing out of the fifth divine beast but like I I would like to see Breath of the Wild 2 at least acknowledge that there was one or something like that you know I feel like it makes sense like they did an Age of Calamity and I know we're kind of hoping that Age of Calamity is its own bubble but they like it, it literally produces a divine beast for Link to operate like the other four yeah. have. So I think it I think it makes sense that they will. But I get what you're saying. Well, just in like the sense of like, let's say there was a cutscene. Let's say there's a throwaway cutscene or something, and, and Zelda's like, uh, we we tried to make a divine beast. It didn't work out the way that we want, so we put it under the shrine of resurrection. Like even something as small as that, I think would would mm -hmm. go like a long way to like acknowledging that like because like, i feel like if you don't acknowledge it is and they go in breath of the wild 2 and there's like there's four divine beasts it's just kind of like do you know what's under the shrine of resurrection like do you, do you yeah. know what's there another thought i had this is kind of just a sidebar here what is going on with all of this sheikah technology underneath hyrule it makes me think that hyrule itself is like some kind of wacky simulation over all this technology because you got the giant thing under the shrine of resurrection the possible giant thing that i think is under the castle you got the giant thing that's going on with the sort of the, the trial of the sword like what's why is it all buried what's going on with that i don't know i need to ask my uncle who works at nintendo for some insight details here <laughs> Um, but yeah, okay, let's look at this list, let's look at this final list here. So we are not, we are not specifically going to include the final Divine Beast, but if we did, it would be number two on my list and number one on Al's, but this is our official list here, so we got, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So we got number eight, Room of Rights, number seven, The Windfish's Egg, No Beans, uh, number six, Sky Temple, 
Number five, some you know, good for Temple of the Ocean King for making it up to number five. Honestly, wow. like, I, I kind of like, I don't know. It's it's so bad that I was kind of rooting for it a little bit because I knew that we were going <laughs> to dump on it. Uh, so that's number five. Number four is the Tower of Spirits. Number three is the Moon. Number two is Skykeep, and number one is Death Mountain from the original Legend of Zelda. So that's uh, not this a bad look at actually. This was a, this, this was, was a lot hard. harder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was certainly a lot harder than than the final like castle list because I I think that like when you get to the castle it's like kind of like what we were talking about with Death Mountain like it's very clear like this is gonna be your last thing that you do before you get to the final boss and I feel like those certainly flow into each other a little bit more and not saying that it's bad when when they don't because like I think that you look at Skykeep and you look at the moon and like those are really strong and they're different which makes them strong but it's it's a little bit harder to rank in the particular yeah. curriculum that we are trying to rank it in. Yeah. Yeah, this was tough. Uh it was an interesting. I I feel like if we tried doing this again a year from now, our list would be different. So, just yeah. that's how weird it is. Yeah, it probably would be a lot different. Um All right, well, there it is. Let us know what you think of our list if you like it, if you don't like it, if you uh if you think that we're completely off. Let us know if you put beans in your chili for God's sakes. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of it and put it in the Discord. It's going to be amazing. I'm glad the, the magical fruit is no more, I guess. Uh, yeah, so let us know. Uh, check us out over on Discord. Come and chat with us. Al's been posting some uh, some crazy theories over in that Discord channel, by God. So uh, so get over there and, and tell her what you think. Um, and yeah, do we got to plug anything else before we, uh, before we get out of here? Nope. I don't right. think so. Uh, next week, Blossom Tales 2. Really excited yes. for that. I'm going to have... You might read it by the time this episode is out, or it might be out on Tuesday, but I will have our official Zelda Dungeon review for Blossom Tales 2, and then Al and I are going to dive deep into that game. I have a lot of thoughts, actually, that I am excited yeah. to share. So uh, I'm too. really looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, all right. That's fun. Well, that's going to do it for us. We are going to get out of here. We want to thank you guys for uh, for checking us out. And just as a reminder that uh, uh, if you are free on your Sundays and you got an hour or so to kill and you want to come and watch these episodes live, you can do so over on Twitch. Uh, so head over to the ZeldaCast over on Twitch and you can uh, check us out and uh, see our smiling faces as we... As we do these episodes uh, each Sunday around around noon, uh, standard mountain time. So just throwing that out there for everyone if they are interested. Um, but of course we want you to check us out over on Twitter. Uh, check us out at Spateri316 for me, at Alice and Aletha for Al, and of course at the ZeldaCast for the podcast. Um, yeah, it's, uh, we had a lot of fun this week, and we're going to be back next week doing Blossom Tales. Uh, until then... You know, hit hit up all those podcast apps wherever you get those podcasts. Like, subscribe, review, recommend. Recommend us to that Zelda fan in your life. And we will see you all next week. Have a great week, everybody. Take care.